0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to another Beyond the Chair podcast. And today we're gonna to talk about something that most barbers fail at all the time. I see it time and time again. I've seen it coming into this industry. I've seen it on in the growth of myself through this industry. And I see it present day to this industry. And I honestly think there's no end in sight to this. Because there's a small percentage of people that fail, well, not really fail, but there's, there's a small percentage of people that actually succeed at this, but most people fail. Most people fail to do something like this or take the initiative or actually try to stay on top of their profession, their career. Because again, we went to school for this. It's a profession, it's a career if you continue to do it in the long term. But Most people fail at this. Now, before we get into it, shout out to everyone who's watching, shout out to everyone out there that's in podcast land, YouTube land, you know, drop where you're watching this from in the comments below. I'm curious to know where you guys are watching this podcast from. And if you want coaching, personal development, you know, getting a plan together for your finances, hit me up at I Do A Barber. We can get you set up and on a plan. Now, that being said, that leads me perfectly into what I want to talk about, and that is barbers fail to spend money on themselves. They fail to spend money on their career or or something that can better themselves. A lot of barbers are cheap. Most barbers are super cheap. They're scared to spend a dollar. They're trying to pinch every penny when at the end of the day, I would say most of us are self-employed and in that scenario you have expenses which means these things are tax write-offs and people love to hang on to those trimmers year over year over year over year and run them and wires are showing their they sound like they're about to trip a breaker their chip blades and things like this most barbers fail at this they but more, more importantly what the most barbers fail at is they fail at continued education they think that oh man I don't want to have to pay for information I don't want to have to pay for knowledge which is very interesting this time that we're in is you know we're in the information age and there's vast amounts of information around us constantly the google machine is very strong uh, search engine i mean For the most part, most people don't even go to libraries, but we have these smartphones, tablets, computers, internet, and most people fail to use this. You have a wide array of information at your disposal, and most people fail to use it. And this is the same thing with barbers. I, I see it no different with barbers. There are people that are willing to do education You know, because they're educators. They may be a hair show where they have some continued education or something like this. And, or really just let's be honest because this is, if this is your career, you don't have to wait for it to come to your city. You can go travel. Again, this stuff is a tax write-off. So it baffles me when guys are like, oh, I don't want to go. And I'm like, really? This stuff's a tax write-off. You can write off the plane ticket. You can write off the hotel. You can write off all, you know, the food. You can write off any of the clippers or tools that you buy at the show. If you want to do even more continued education, you can pay for that and write that stuff off. But most barbers don't grasp this simple concept. And I'm going to be honest. The barbers that don't understand that concept, it really makes me wonder if they actually understand tax law and business. Because a lot of them would lead you to believe that they're making a lot of money. And if that is the case, then you do need some tax write-offs. So I would think it would be in your best interest to do so. You can go there to network, you can go there to attain more knowledge, which ultimately can help you make more money. So I see this a lot, even here on YouTube, the platform that you guys are watching right now. A lot of you guys watch a lot of these YouTube videos and you don't show people love, Y'all don't drop super chats. Y'all don't donate to people's channels. Y'all just try to soak up as much free information as possible. You guys, for the lack of a better word, are leeches. And you leech on and you get as much as you can from one content creator, then you bounce on to the next. It's like I was telling one of my clients. A lot of people use people. And they look at you as bubblegum. They put you in, chew you up. Once the flavor's gone, they spit you out, and then they're on to the next piece of bubblegum. And they're gonna chew that bubblegum up however long the flavor's gonna last. Once the flavor's gone, they're like, nah, <laughs> they spit you out. So it all comes in seasons. And you guys need to get in the habit of paying for information, paying for knowledge. Again, like I said, this is the information age. Knowledge is everywhere. But it seems like people don't want to put in the work to attain the knowledge and make the, the money, they feel like just by showing up, hey, I should be rewarded because I just showed up. That's not how the world works. If that's how the world works, then everyone would be successful. Everyone would have everything that they wanted or want. But that's not the case. And smash the like button. Shout out to Sylvian. I, don't know, I probably said that wrong. And shout out to everyone else who's watching. Um, so, that's one of them things. And it, it really frustrates me when I see this with barbers where they don't want to put the that little extra foot forward. They don't want to do this, but they want all the rewards. They want to reap all the benefits of everything. But they didn't put in on this man. And I, I it's it's really crazy. So as you guys know, I do one-on-one coaching. I do planning for people, helping people get on track. And I can help you with that. I do a barber on Instagram, DM me. And I get people that reach out to me about, you know, this stuff all the time. And they'll be like, oh, uh, how much? I'll tell them the price and then they're ghost. All the time. Call it all the time. And I'm just like, what are you guys expecting? Do you expect this stuff for free or dirt cheap? Do you expect me to, spend my time doing for dirt cheap when I could be doing something else. This is how the world works. If, if you're so scared and think that your money is so scarce that, man, if I spend this much, I'm not going to have it anymore. And I'm going to go broke. That, exactly. This is what my financial coaching calls are for. So you can get your shit together and get on track because there's no worse feeling than, being so scared to spend money because you you feel like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to replace. It's different if you don't want to spend money because maybe it's not in the budget for this month. Maybe you have to move on to it for next month. Or maybe you just want to be cheap. I don't know. But that's the worst feeling. And I don't want you guys to continue down this road because being around money attracts more money. I know this. I've experienced this and I slightly at times, not, not, I wouldn't say really in my barber career, but throughout my life, I've had that scarce moment where I I have the feeling that money is a scarce thing. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to do it because I I don't have, that's because you're broke. That's because you don't have any like these days. I spend money. Of course. Yes. I have a budget of course, but let's say I, know that I'm coming into something and I got to spend a large sum of money. I'm not afraid to spend the money because I know I'm going to make the money back. And the money is not a scarce thing to me. Uh, You know, spending a few hundred bucks on a course is nothing, especially when you can get so much knowledge out of it. And especially if, if the course is that good and the educator is great, he can actually help you make money. So people are so fixated on walking over dollars to save pennies. And it reminds me of this show, Extreme Cheapskates. I'm not sure if you guys watch this show on TLC. It's called Extreme Cheapskates. I I don't even think it airs anymore. But you can go back in the archives and look at some of the previous episodes. I think on YouTube they have clips. I don't know if they they have the full episodes, but I know they have clips on YouTube. They may have the episodes if you're lucky. And this show was just about extreme frugality. People, they would do anything to save a buck or even a penny. And you might think I'm joking when I say penny. I am not exaggerating when I say penny. Smash the like button, guys. Smash it. People will do this. I kid you not. And there'll be people, I'll just give you a few scenarios. One guy went up to a gas station and tried to haggle the guy down for a few pennies off per gallon, off the gas wasting all this time to save a few pennies. Another scenario, a guy and his family, they go to a car, yeah, a car wash, they're using the vacuum. And this guy has a trick where he would pretend like they vacuumed up a wedding ring or earring or whatever, and have, they'll have the person working at the car wash open up the vent or the chute where all the Trash goes and they'll fish through there and they'll find coins because, of course, you know, when you're vacuuming stuff, when you're doing a car wash, a lot of times you'll suck up quarters, nickels, dimes, whatever. And they'll do this to just scratch up a few extra pennies. And it's crazy when I watch the show because, you know, there are parts of my life where I am frugal, but there are some parts of my life where I know being frugal is this is not a good uh, this is not a good thing time to be frugal with my resources. It, you know, there are times to pay and then there's time to be cheap. Now, in a lot of those cases on the extreme cheapskate show, a lot of them walk over dollies, dollars to save pennies. Because in the case of the guy wasting his time with the the attendant, with the gas to save a few pennies off of each gallon. If you really knew much about money and you knew how to make money, You wouldn't be doing that. You would focus your time and energy elsewhere to make you more money. It's just like last week when I was talking about inflation. What's the best way to combat inflation? Make more money. Fairly simple. So once you start making more money, and this is why I say, guys, you got to get educated on this stuff. When you figure out how to make more money life becomes a lot easier. You're not looking at money as this scarce object where it's like, ooh, you got to hold on to every single dime and you got to be Scrooge McDuck and you can't let anything go and blah, blah, blah. Shout out to everyone. See, see Primetime Cuts, Desmond Mitchell, ADV Pro. I see you guys out there. Smash that like button, guys. You can't look at money like this. And I, I talked about this esoteric thing that I did, not because I'm into the esoteric and all this other stuff, but it was just something I did just because One, I had it, actually, you know what? Here it is right here. Remember this, guys, like this, this money, right? This is prop money. And I use this for a few YouTube videos. So I bought this prop money for, you know, stuff for YouTube. And I was listening to someone and he was saying, put $100 bills around your house. Because this will get you used to seeing money. This will make money seem normal. If you Now, of course, this isn't real, right? But it's just the idea, right? You see a $100 bill. Like if I were, yeah, you know, I, I just flashed this. You know, you probably at first glance couldn't tell that this is fake, right? But I put this around my house. I put it on my nightstand. I put it on my dresser, put it in the kitchen counter. Uh, the living room was that coffee table, dining table. And I put this around the house. And look, I don't know if it worked or not. I'm not saying go out and do this, guys. This is just something that I did. It was just an experiment. But again, I'm not saying that it worked and I'm not saying it didn't work. But when I did that, I started seeing more money come into my life. Now, who knows? Maybe that was a coincidence. Maybe that was all of my hard work paying off, possibly. And, you know, me putting all that money around the house was maybe just silly, right? Could have been. But I did notice money just started coming in effortlessly and there, there wasn't really a worry. And I've also heard this. And I actually know this through experience where when you have more money, it just attracts more money. It's just weird how that works. Imagine if I gave you a hundred thousand dollars, most of you guys don't have a hundred thousand dollars. Most of you don't. And, I wouldn't say that's sad because there's a very, I would probably say 1% of people here in the U.S. actually has $100,000 in cash at their disposal. Um, So can't fault you there. But let's say I gave you this money. It's going to attract more money, especially if you know what to do with it. It's going to attract more money. Just is what it is. So you guys have to pay for information. I've got a coaching call later today. Uh, I've got someone trying to do a one-on-one, which I actually do one-on-one haircutting, like, like teaching and stuff like this. So if you're ever in the Dallas area, or if you want to come to the Dallas area to get some one-on-one coaching, learning how to do certain things with haircutting, let me know. DM me at I do a barber. And these are the people that I respect more because they're actually willing to go out and take their career into their own hands. They're willing to take their lives into their own hands versus sitting on your hands Watching everything go by, you're not doing anything. You're watching people do things. You're getting bitter. You're not getting the results. And this is why people have coaches. Even the best people in the world have coaches. Tom Brady have coaches. He has mentors. Michael Jordan had a coach. LeBron has a coach. This is how these things work. You don't just get better all by yourself. Now, look, could you? Yeah, it could you could be very successful and just be like, oh, I'm self-made. I'm, I did it by myself. I didn't need any help. Nobody helped me along the way. Yeah, you could do this, but let's be realistic. You learn something from somewhere, right? Not everyone just continues to bump their head and bump their head and bump their head to gain knowledge because let's be real. That's not smart. I talked about this last week. That's not smart. It's better to learn from others' mistakes. Learn from other people's trials and tribulations. Learn from what they've gathered on their way to the top, and you can take that and get a shortcut to success. As they say, success leaves clues. There are clues to what people do. And a lot of them are very similar. A lot of these people are very hardworking. A lot of these people are very curious, which means they don't give up at the first sign of something being difficult. If they see something that piques their interest, ooh, that looks a little intriguing. Ooh, let me do a little bit more research into that. Now, I'm going to share something with you guys. Because a lot of people find this funny. Um, I used to read the dictionary as a kid and <clears throat> what got me started on this was now I was born in 1980 guys, a little background on me, born in 80. And I remember LL Cool J when he was coming out and he had that song, uh, I need love. And then I think he also had the song bad out or no, I'm bad or whatever the. yeah, I think it's called I'm bad. I think he had that song out. And I remember watching an LL, <clears throat> an LL Cool J interview because at the time, I think he was like 16, something like that. He's really, really young, especially compared to his uh, contempor- or his, uh, yeah, his, contemporaries. So one of the interviewers asked him, he's like, how do you have such this knowledge for, to come up with these rhymes and these words? You, you know, you seem like you're very intelligent for your age. And I remember LL Cool J saying he read the dictionary. And at the time, another fun fact about me, I actually did want to become like a rapper. Well, not, no, I wouldn't say that. I didn't want to become a rapper. I just wanted to learn how to rap. So in the pursuit of doing that, I was like, hey, let me just follow what LL's doing. If he reads the dictionary, because he says, hey, I, I read a word, I learn a new word. And then maybe I'll learn another one because I've learned this word and you, it just branches off and it's just a snowball effect. And so I start reading the dictionary. I would have a dictionary. And it's funny uh, in my house, I remember growing up because I lived at my grandmother's house for um, a small portion of my life. And she had an encyclopedia uh, collection in uh, the built-ins in the living room. And I would go through the encyclopedia a lot. I would look at it and read stuff. And, you know, it was really cool. Interesting. But I remember I would read the dictionary and I would just look and find new words. And to this day, I swear to you, to this day, I... I wouldn't say I read the dictionary because I actually do. Yeah, actually, I do have a dictionary. But again, we have these phones and there's phones in these dictionaries or there's dictionaries in these phones. And you could just type in a word, hit look up, and it gives you the diction, uh, the diff, uh, the dictionary definition of the word. Very simple. But, most, but I realize most people don't even do this. Most people don't even know that that function is in the phones. You could type it in any, anywhere, in, in your internet browser, through your text messages, anywhere. You could type a word into YouTube and just right click and then hit look up. It'll give you the dictionary definition. And what happens is through my thirst for knowledge of learning a new word, I would end up uh, learning a new word. Because the funny thing is <clears throat> there's not just one definition of a word. There could be one, two, three different definitions of one word. There could be an archaic. Definition of a word. There could be a more present tense of a word, or the slang meaning of a word. And this, this for me, this was fascinating as a kid, or even really to today. I even um, <clears throat> last night I was using it. I was having a conversation with uh, with, uh, with my wife, and I used the word, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "What is this word? What, what does that mean?" And I was like, "I was like, uh, I was like, Where's your phone?" I was like, "I'll show you." And she's like, no, just tell me. But this is how most people are. They're just like, no, 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 just tell me. They don't want to look and do the research. For me, this is fascinating to learn a new word because, again, you will learn another word because you learned this word. It's just like uh, I also used to look at the thesaurus, which when I went to college, they actually made us get the uh, the. the, Jeez, I can't say this word. Thesauruses. They made us get them. I think it was English class. Yeah, it was English class. They made us get thesauruses, and. If you guys don't know what a thesaurus is, you look up a word and it gives you like alternate meanings of one word. So if you're writing a paper and let's say you're using a word, let's say you write a three paragraph paper, right? Real, real short. Or like 500, we'll just say 500 words. You write a 500 word paper. Let's say you use one particular word. Let's say uh, intriguing, right? You use the word intriguing, but you use it 20 times in three paragraphs or 500 words. The person reading this will be like, whoa, Jesus!" And the teacher's probably going to underline this and say, hey, you know, try a different word. Use something different. And this is where thesauruses come into play because this actually helps you seem more knowledgeable. But, of course, if you actually take in the knowledge, geez, damn gnats, uh, this can help. And as my man Marco Polo says, knowledge is power. And smash the like button, guys, if you're in the building. And here's the thing. <clears throat> Content like this doesn't get a lot of attention. It's not. I can guarantee you. This con, this podcast here is probably only, only going to get a few hundred views. I, I know it. And I'm not even upset with it because not everyone can be successful. Success is not for everyone, guys. Again, if it was, then everyone would. If everyone just could just be rich, if it was that easy, then everyone would, right? If everyone could just have a million dollars and it was easy to attain it, get it, hold it, and grow it, Everyone would, but it's not. So if you're tuned in listening to this podcast, you're a part of the rare few because you realize the importance of knowledge, patience, because a lot of people, they're just, they are just want it quick and easy. They're just like, I need my hit, baby. I need my hit. They're like, oh, oh, I got the vein. Shoot me up. And they need that little short hit, but they don't want the long-term sustainable knowledge. Because when you have knowledge, you really can't go broke. Like these days, this part of my life, like let's say I went broke tomorrow. I can make this money again, God, It'd be different if you were to ask me this question when I was like maybe 27, 28, 25, 20. Different story. You know, if, you, if I was thrusted into a position of money, you know, wealth, success, whatever, riches, And I lost it. I'm going to be honest. I I wouldn't know how to, at least back then, I wouldn't have known how to get it back. But these days are a lot different. I'm a lot smarter. I know a lot more. And this is the stuff. You guys got to learn how to pay for information. Dropping super chats. It's a super chat. It's just money. It's just showing your love and appreciation for something. Especially if this person has given you so much knowledge throughout the years, which I see this on YouTube a lot a lot of people don't want to show love. They don't want to do this. And of course, look, you got to get into that habit. It's infectious. When money's just going around, like see, a lot of you have never been in a position where, let's say you're having dinner with a bunch of friends and it's like six or eight of you. A lot of you haven't been, been in a position where you guys are like fighting to pay the bill. A lot of you just like, Oh, I need, I need a, I protect. Mm. You, a lot of you have never been in that position because you're being very frugal. You're not showing the love. Look, when you put this stuff out you get it back, guys, you can, I challenge you guys to do this. And honestly, and I'm going to be real with this. This is, this is going to be a test of how good your friends really are. And this is why I always tell you guys, and I, I talked about this in the, the barber game series where I was giving advice for teens, 20s, 30s and 40s. You got to keep your circle small. And this is a, this will be a test to see how good your friends really are. Um uh, because a lot of you have friends that you really shouldn't have. You have these weird relationships that that you're just hanging on to because it just feels good or you guys have been friends for a long time and blah 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 and look, hang around people that are trying to achieve the same things that you are. Because it's going to fuel you to do better and do more. It's just infectious. So the test is, next time you go out, go out with a group of people and just pick up the bill. Just pick up the bill. And then go out again at some point and see if any of them pick up the bill. Just a test. Now, this isn't for you to do to cut off your friends. I'm not saying do this and then if no one picks up the bill, cut their ass off. This is just a test to see who you're dealing with. When I was in vacation to Florida, picked up the bill a couple times. And, and it's so funny because one of my buddies, he was trying to fight me over it. He was like, he's like, no, no. He's like, no. he's like, no. He's like, no, I can't do it. And he's trying to hand me money and I'm like, what? I was like, is this for the tip or something? I was like, dude, I'm not taking your money. You know, and money attracts money you know no one i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna be 100 real with you people with money don't like hanging out with broke cheap people there's one thing to be cheap and then there's one thing to to be you know a habitually cheap person where you're just like pinching pennies every way you can get and you you're just like that's not a fun person to be around where you know anytime you do something they're going to be bitching and complaining about the price or they, they might once it's time to pay, they're going to get ghost. No one wants to hang around a person like this. I like hanging around generous people, people that like to do stuff. Who's not afraid to spend money because at the end of the day, it's money. I mean, you can say it's your money all, all you want, but at the end of the day, once you're gone, the money's no longer yours. It's either whoever you left it for. Or it'll go to the damn state, you know. So you guys got to get in the habit of showing love, spending money, continued education, learning more about this craft. Look, and I did a video, or not a video, well, it was a video, but a podcast earlier this year talking about the death of the broke barber. You guys are going to have to start showing love to barbers on YouTube Uh, Because this is crazy. You know, these barbers put in a lot of work here on YouTube to put out excellent content. And there are a lot of excellent content creators out here. And they put up a lot of excellent content. And you guys just consume, consume, consume. And some of you have that, oh, I'm watching the video. Ain't that enough? How how many videos of this person have you watched? How many years have you watched this person? And there are some people that like that. They just silently watch in the background and, you know, ho-hum. But you guys gotta sh- start showing some love to these guys because it's a lot of work. If you guys knew how much work went into do, uh, doing YouTube and how much money, depending on the content creator, because you know you can you can start up a YouTube channel real low budget and put out pretty good content by, while keeping your overhead uh, pretty low. But y'all gotta start dropping some super chats because like this stuff. Even in this podcast, you know, didn't anyone want to drop a super chat? But, again, it says a lot about people, you know, and I'm just saying. MK says, wow, I'm learning a lot right now, and I'm an 18-year-old barber in the UK. Shout out to you. You got your life ahead of you. And I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, when you're young, uh, you know, you guys will figure this stuff out. You know, but once you get older, I realize this, especially as I got older, you start to have less tolerance for things. It's just like, eh, you know, when you're young, you're willing to overlook a lot of stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, even though it might be wild and crazy and chaotic and you're just going through life. You're like, oh, you're doing all this crazy stuff and you're willing to put yourself in stressful situations to have to deal with nonsense. But when you get older, you're just like, dude, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> you know, like, I'm trying to have a peaceful life. I'm trying to enjoy my life. I'm, I have way too much to lose. Uh, and here's another uh, piece of advice about having something to lose. People who, are, people who have a lot to lose shouldn't hang out with people who have nothing to lose. That's a very dangerous proposition because you'll find yourself in situations where they're going to test your moral character. And you don't want to be constantly put in these positions because <clears> – <throat> This person who has nothing to lose, they're looking at through life through a different lens. And you guys just are just not on the same wavelength. And they're, they're doing things that's just like, ooh, seat of the pants, like, ooh, like, man, wow, very flighty. And you're sitting here, calculated, you're you're looking at this, you know, objectively, and ooh, you're like, man, I, well, I'm not doing that. Or let's say you do get caught up in the moment, and you end up doing something reckless, because again, this person has nothing to lose. They. Misdemeanor, felony—they got—they got nothing to lose, you know. Driving drunk, they got nothing to lose. But you driving drunk, you getting caught up in let's say some felony fistfight, and you get taken to jail. Let's say someone gets hurt. Uh, but actually, you know, perfect example. Um, this happened, I think, a couple weeks ago here in where I live in Dallas. I live in a uh, one of the suburbs of Dallas, but in this suburb of Dallas, at a gym, which actually is. Two miles from my house, a security guard got killed in the gym, which <laughs> when I heard about this story, I just said to myself, hmm, why would someone take this job? Because of me thinking about this, I, I would say to myself, why would a gym need a security guard? If I'm willing to apply for this job, I was probably like, uh, nah, let me go to the next one, because if a gym needs a, a security guard. There's probably something wrong here. And this security guard got killed. Yep, got killed. Um, There was a one-on-one basketball game. Something went on. You guys can look it up. It's on the news here. And there was an argument that ensued. He was walking them out. I guess he pushed one of the guys. One of the guys swung on him, blah, blah, blah. They jumped him, kicked him in the head, and the dude died right there. Yep, died right there. And this is what I'm talking about. Hanging out with people like this. (laughs) Hanging out with people like this will get you in trouble. So imagine you go with your friend to play basketball, and he's a hothead, right? Now, some people are very loyal. They see their friend something happened to their friend, they're jumping in, right? Because I know a lot of you guys are suckers like that. Y'all like to jump on people. And let's say y'all jump on this dude and kill him. I'm sure these guys, which they end up getting arrested, I think, in Georgia or Atlanta, Georgia, maybe it was Atlanta. Anywho, they end up getting arrested there because I guess they weren't from here. But you think something so innocent as having a little scuffle, a little fisticuffs is minuscule. You're like, eh, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. You didn't know as you guys left or when you guys left, you didn't know that that guy died shortly after. And now you have to live the consequences. And this is what I'm talking about, hanging out with people who have nothing to lose. They can land you in a lot of hot water. Now, look, I don't know these guys that jumped this guy and killed him and ultimately killed him. I don't I don't know their backgrounds, but I'm gonna assume all three of them are reckless. The majority. I think it was three of them. Two or three of them. No, it was more than one. It may have been three. The the whoever recorded it on the video did a horrible job. Hor- horrible job. Um, anywho. But yeah, don't hang out with people who have some uh, nothing to lose. Because imagine if me, in my situation, I was hanging out with these guys and that happened, right? And they jumped this guy. And maybe I want to get an extra lick in there, right? Maybe I'm not the one who started the party, but maybe I get a little kick in, right? Which, uh, I'm going to give you guys a piece of advice. Uh, don't kick someone when they're on the ground, especially in the head. Don't kick them in the head. Because that the, the way the law looks at that, You can do a lot of time for that. You can do a lot of time for that. So you see these street fights and people knock somebody out and you see them kicking them in the head. Just know these guys are going to land themselves in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. Um, Because if you guys didn't know, I used to fight MMA professionally. And I know what fighting does to someone. And these are the people I'm talking about. Are These are trained, skilled people. Now, you change the environment to the streets there, the gloves are off, you know, there are no rules. There's no commissions. There's no sanctions. The gloves are off. Anything goes. There's a big difference with between punching someone, knocking them out and they're hitting their heads on the canvas. I mean, it's not soft, but it's not super hard, but there's a big difference between you knocking someone out, them hitting their head on the concrete, or let's say a bunch of people intervene and jump in. There's a big difference. And this is why I don't get in street fights. I don't do that stuff because I know the consequences of street fighting. You don't know the condition of anyone that you might get into uh, an altercation with. You don't know. They may have some underlying issues that you have. You're totally a- absent of, the, of these uh, conditions, but yet you want to fight. And as a result of this altercation, maybe you cause great bodily harm upon this person. And here you are. You land yourself in a lot of hot water. And I'm just going to be real. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, guys, you got to get in the habit of following successful people, doing things that successful people do. You got to get in the habit of this. You got to divorce yourself from all the broke people habits, doing all of these types of things. Like, really, you got to let this stuff go because, of course, people are going to make fun of you. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, people are going to make fun of you. But results is what matters, you know, and you got to change your perspective. You know, if you if you hang out with a bunch of barbers or if you're in a barbershop with a bunch of barbers that don't like to pay for, for continued education and maybe they laugh at you, let them laugh at you. Because here's the thing. Not everyone, like I said earlier, not everyone can be successful. It's not for everyone. That's why there's such a small percentage of successful people. That is exactly why. You got to do what other people don't do. If you see the majority of people doing something, it's almost an automatic push in the opposite direction. Just go the the opposite direction. If you see a, a bunch of people doing this, it's more than likely the smart thing to do to go in the opposite direction. It's probably the smart decision. But I'm telling you, most people don't think like this. They just go through life and it's like, oh, this feels good. This makes me happy. Oh, let me I'll just do this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's great. But do you care about your career? Because I care about you guys. I want to see you guys successful because as the years go by, you're going to see my success. And you you don't see me doing haircut tutorials that much these days. Uh, maybe I'll do one here and there. But what I'm telling you is, the success is coming and it's already coming. I've I already see results. And the crazy part about it is, again, when I talk about having money or having money around you, attracts more money by me having money. It's like, Ooh, it gives me options. It gives me flexibility. It gives me the, especially if I'm armed with the knowledge to do with the money, right? You got to have the knowledge to be able to know what to do with the money There's one thing to have it, but then there's one thing to not know what to do with the money once you have it because if you stay stagnant long enough, you know sitting on this or that, you could be losing out on a lot of potential money and if you know what to do, it's like mm. because I was thinking about this because i have I have a lot of different clients my my clientele is I have a wide array of clients when when, when speaking of their profession. And um, some of my clients, uh, one of them, he's a real estate agent. Well, no, he's not a real estate agent. He, uh, yeah, he is a real estate agent, but he does other things other than just being an agent. Uh, and <clears throat> I was cutting his hair, yeah, wow. I was cutting his hair yesterday and I was asking him because I was like, hey, uh, if you guys didn't know, I'll, I'll go over this again. If you guys didn't know, I do plan on getting an, another house here in Texas and making it a rental. Um, and the general thought at first was to just buy it outright in cash and then, you know, put a renter in it and I don't have a mortgage on it. I'm getting max cash flow and blah, blah, blah. But I was thinking to myself, wait a second, let's say I get, you know, let's say at the point I'll have a hundred thousand dollars, what's to stop me from going to the courtroom steps and getting a tax, a tax lien property. I was like, I could probably, if I'm lucky enough, right. Cause Dallas is hot here and I'm sure you know, those auction houses through, through tax liens. I'm pretty sure people are, got that area flooded and I'm pretty sure the price, the uh, the prices of them are inflated. But let's just say I can get a tax lien property for 100K, right? And let's say I have to put 100, no, 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 not 100. Let's say I have to put 20 to $30,000 into it. That's $130,000. And let's say the value of the home is maybe, Three hundred thousand dollars. Let's say it's three hundred thousand dollars. I'm, I'm willing to do that versus you know spending two hundred thousand uh, dollars on a property that would be valued at somewhere around two hundred thousand dollars. And I was thinking about this, and I was asking uh, my client yesterday. And I was like, hey, uh, I was like, uh, just asking them questions. I'm I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of our conversation. But he was like, yeah, yeah, you do this. And he was giving me some pointers. But you see what I'm saying? Being around people, having these people around you. And me and him could never have this conversation for two reasons. One, it, well, maybe three. One, if he wasn't my client. Two, him not being a real estate agent and being my client. And then more importantly, three, if I didn't have the money. Because if I didn't have the money to, to do something like this, we probably wouldn't have had that conversation because it would have been a meaningless conversation. It's like me saying, Hey, who, 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 who's, who's better? Who can beat who Batman or Superman? It's like, who cares? <laughs> it means nothing, <laughs> you know? So by me being in, in the position to do stuff like this, it allows me to do this. And this is what I say. Money attracts more money. When you go out and get continued education as a barber, it is going to attract more money. You're spending more money you're putting money in circulation. If you're just sitting here being a miser with your money and like, Scrooge McDougie, you don't wanna let anyone, you don't wanna give anyone anything, that's not helping anybody. And it's not helping you. Because especially if you're not investing your money wisely, definitely not helping you. So you have to put your money to work for yourself so you can make more money. Another good, uh, another example, and I'm gonna open it up for questions. Let me see what, what's what's the time? What are we looking like? where is the time? Okay, there we are. All right. Um, after the story, I'm going to open it up for some questions. So, guys, if you got, guys have questions, drop them in the comments below, okay? It's question time, okay? But this story, this is another reason why you guys have to pay for information and why it's so important that you have to pay for knowledge. Of course, like I said, a lot of it is free, but a lot of people don't want to do the research. And a lot of people don't have the patience to do the research because, let's say, good old YouTube University, right? You're on it right now, and you want to research, let's say, everything that has to do with a 401k, IRA, SEP uh, IRA, and all of those things that pertains to those forms of investments. And let's say you want to learn everything you want to learn, right? Through my research, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't done research where I was like, I want to know everything that I need to know about 401ks, IRAs, SEP IRAs, and but Roth 401ks, and da-da-da. I didn't go down that path. But through my thirst for knowledge of different topics, it's kind of like I said, when you look in the dictionary and learn one word, you're going to learn a lot other words. Through my pursuit of knowledge of other things, I happen to learn of uh, things about the those retirement those types of retirement accounts, and I realized like, wow, th- there's a lot of base level knowledge of these retirement accounts, but then there's a lot of nuance that a lot of people don't know about when when, when it comes to these retirement accounts, and <clears throat> I just happened to be watching a video of some uh, CPAs and financial advisors go through a lot of the nuance, not all of it, but a lot of it. And I was like, holy hell. I was like, I did not realize it was that com- – it, well, it can get that complicated because a lot of people just know about the Roths, you know, $600 contribution limit. uh, You know, if you're above 50, they give you the catch-up provision. You know, the contribution limits to a 401K. You know, obviously, you know um, – You being able to take them out at 59 and a half, whether they have RMDs or they don't have RMDs, uh, whether you can take the money out of the Roth, uh, getting a hold of the bases in case of an emergency, which I would not recommend people do that. um, Or even uh, the early rule of being able to get a hold of your Roth or or 401k early. Um, So, but that's like base level stuff. But then there was some stuff, I was like, holy hell. Now, let's say you want to do the research yourself, you, and you go down the, into YouTube University and you're typing a bunch of stuff and, you know, they're giving, a, giving you a lot of base level knowledge, but you're never gonna find that yeah, it's, it's gonna be real hard because that type of stuff, they're not, most people aren't giving you that type of information. And again, most people can't sit through the process to learn this much because you might go through 20 to 30 videos and these videos might be 10 to 15 minutes apiece. Most people don't have the patience to go through that many videos just to get that one little piece of information. But then it also comes back to time. What's more important to you, time or money? Which one's more important? Because you just wasted a lot of time fishing for some knowledge that maybe you didn't even get the full scope of the, picture that you were looking for but it got you in the door but instead you could maybe pay someone that can where you can sit down and they can explain every single detail of it for an hour right maybe you spend a couple hundred bucks and they explain every every single detail about everything and especially that pertains to your situation and what would be best for you then you would do this there's a big difference there guys a big, big difference. Because me personally, I'd rather if I could just get straight to the source, I'd rather pay a little bit and just get straight to the source rather than waste time and money. Now, let's talk about time and money. One of my clients, and this is the perfect example why it's important to add value to people, help people be resourceful. And I like to believe that I add I add value to my clients, the ones who want some knowledge or are willing to listen. Now, one of my clients, he's, I guess, yeah, he he will be going into the military soon, and I remember he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I've been wanting to get in, and you know, but. This has been happening, and the guy, you know, his the recruiter he was working with was basically dicking him around. Long story short, his recruiter was dicking him around, jerking his chain, and he was saying this recruiter like he's really busy and he puts a lot of people in. He's like, I guess he's a real he's a successful recruiter, and and I was like, it's been this much time and you're still not in. I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know, I, I've been in the military, if you guys didn't know. And smash the like button, guys, if you're in the building. And if you guys want a one-on-one coach, hit me up at I Do a Barber. We can get you on a plan and get you uh, set up. Now, he was telling me this, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I was like, you should have been in already. If you really are trying to go right now. And I asked him, I was like, are you trying to go right now? If you if, if you can go next week, would you go? Or next month, would you go? And he was like, yeah. I was like, you're doing something wrong. And at this Point in time, I think it was like six or eight months had lapsed, and I told him, I was like, "You need to find another recruiter." I was like, flat out, "You need to find another recruiter," and I was like, uh, "Stop dealing with this guy. You have no obligation to this recruiter, as much as he would like to uh, lead you to believe that I'm the only one that can help you. No, that's not. That's not true. Go go to another recruiter because this guy's digging you around. And I know how recruiters work because I had a recruiter client." And he would tell me how he, if he would hit his quota, he would throttle himself down. He wouldn't try to work that hard because he already met his quota. And he's like, and and this is exactly what was happening to him because I knew it, which you're going to find out why here in a second. I, I knew that's what was going on with him. And I told him, to, I told him, he's dicking you around. He's he's got you like a fish on the hook and he's just waiting to reel you in. He's going to turn up the volume once the next, either next quarter or next year starts so he can meet his quota early. So he don't want you to join now. He'll, he wants you to join on his terms. That's not his job. His job is not for for, for him to have you go and join the military at his terms. It's when you want to go in. And what I told him is you need to write him a message and tell him, X, Y, Z, I'm not going to tell you what I, because I told him what to say. I, or I told him what to, in a, you know, I briefly told him what to tell the guy, but then he's like, you know, because he's a younger guy. So he's like, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, how, 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 how should I word this? And I was like, dude, just give me your phone. And I wrote out the paragraph for him. It was like a small paragraph. And I wrote out the paragraph for him. And I was like, when you're ready, hit send, uh, hit send and send that to him. His next haircut, when I saw him, what did he tell me? Oh, I've got a date to to go in. I, I told him bingo. I was like, see, listening to me, got results. And here's the thing. This is the kicker with this, this situation. And this is why, let's say he paid me $500 for that piece of information. What do you think? How do you got, do you think he would be crazy to pay me $500 for that piece of information? I'm just curious, guys. Let me know in the comments below. I want to know. Press a one in the comments if you think he would have been crazy to pay me $500 for that piece of information. Or if you think I'm not crazy, press two. So one for crazy, two for not crazy. Drop it in the comments below. Shout out. What's up, AAC480? I see you out there. No one's saying anything, huh? See, this is what I'm saying. Like, you guys are real bashful out here. You guys are very bashful. One, one, if you think he's crazy. Two, if you don't think he's crazy. But here's the thing. I'm going to say two. He would not be crazy if he would have paid me $500 for that piece of information. Here's why. One, I got him results. Two, here's the kicker. This young man plans to retire from the military, so if you guys don't know, you can retire at 20 years uh, in the military. Okay, so I see one person, El Mario Cuts, says two. He's not he would not be crazy to pay me $500 for this information. ADB Pro says you would be not crazy to pay me for the this information. You guys are smart, and I'm gonna confirm your smartness. <laughs> so. Listen up. This guy's young. He plans to retire. A military, uh, military requirements for retirement is 20 years. You could do more if you want, but once you get 20, you can retire. So by me knowing this, be, me being armed with this piece of information, because, of course, I talk to my clients, I told him, and I told him this, you're wasting time by you delaying, this entry into the military, that's delaying your retirement. I think this guy may be 18 or no, 18, 19 or 20. I don't know. Actually, he's actually coming to get his haircut tomorrow. Um, he, he's young and he plans to retire. Now this recruiter just delayed his retirement by eight months. Guys, eight months. This recruiter delayed his retirement. Eight months, guys. now, most people when they think about stuff like this, they don't bat an eye of it. It's just like, oh what's the big deal? It's just eight months, it's just six months. It's just here's here, here's why it's a big deal. I don't know how much a military pension retirement the amount will be in 20 years from now whenever this guy retires. Maybe he does 25 years. I don't know uh, but I don't know how much that amount would be then. I'll just assume seven thousand dollars a month. He just wasted because I think right now, but again, it's tricky because it depends on how much time you've been in your rank at the time of retirement. There's a lot of factors, right? So let's just say anywhere between seven to $10,000 a month. We'll just say that because I, what I told him is he just, you just lost a lot of money. You, when you're young, you don't think about stuff like this. When you're older, you do. And by him delaying his retirement eight months, that's seven to ten thousand dollars per month that if, if my math is correct, that is oh my gosh that's oh my God. that's sixty to hundred thousand dollars sixty to one hundred thousand dollars that was just wasted in time because in the moment you're young, you feel like, Hey, I got my life ahead of me. Hey. And this is why I said, it's not crazy for him to think like this, to pay me $500 for that piece of information. I just say, well, I didn't save him honestly, because the time was already lost. So let's be real there. If he would have came to me from the very beginning and was like, yo, maybe in the first like couple weeks, like this guy's not really getting me results or maybe the first month I would have been like, Hey, I know exactly how to handle this situation. Let's go. Um, but the time had already gone, so we can't cry with spoiled Milk. But if he didn't have me in that situation, I, I guarantee you the, the recruiter would have continued to dick him over and just string him along more and more and more and have him wait probably another four to five months. But again, I saved him around anywhere between 50. We'll just say, yeah, anywhere between 50 to $100,000 of retirement money. That's a lot, guys. And most people don't think about stuff like this because you got to really value your time. And most barbers don't do this. They don't value their time. They value money more than time. And when you're smart, you're well-equipped, and you have the knowledge, time is more important to you than money because you only have so much time. There's an unlimited amount of money that's out there. If, if you guys really grasp the concept of how much money is just out there, it would blow your mind, and you would be like, "Holy shit! Like, really? There's this much money out here? Wow! This is cr- like, really? I can just, if you're, you know, right, smart enough, lucky enough, like whatever enough, you can make a hundred thousand dollars a day. There are people that are doing this, and it might sound crazy for most people, which it is. It's like, wow, I can't even fathom the idea of making $100,000 a day, but there are some people that are doing it, but that just goes to show how much money is out there, and I just don't want you guys wasting time, because you can't get it back, and I don't want you to end up like me in some scenarios that I've had in my life where I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have had that one back, or man, why did I do this? I just wasted, blah, 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 blah. I don't want this to be you guys. I want you guys to maximize everything in your life and live to your full potential because there's nothing worse, guys. Nothing, nothing, nothing worse out there than looking back and saying, man, coulda, shoulda, woulda, or man, why didn't I do this? Or man, what was I thinking? I want you to maximize your life and and live very fruitful. Um... (laughs) Actually, it looks like I'm not going to answer any questions for you guys, but I really do appreciate you guys' comments. Because my man says, if you offer this thing of service and you get results, of course it's worth it. Exactly. Of course it's worth it. And this just comes through experience, right? Because if I didn't have the experience and knowledge of this, I couldn't have offered him that information. And I did, and it got results. And it's just one of those things I tell you, it... You cannot be bashful when it comes to your time, your knowledge, your energy. A lot of people, they're very meek when it comes to, like, oh, I don't want to bother someone. Oh, I don't. It's your time. It's your money. You should you should be very assertive when it comes to things like this. Take your life into your own hands. But I appreciate you guys for watching. If you guys, again, want any coaching, uh, financial tips, and things like this, or how ah, that hurt. Uh, getting yourself put on a plan to get your uh, life straight and get in some things in order to where you can start getting the ball rolling because there's nothing, there's no worse feeling than being out here not knowing what to do and just kind of living life paycheck to paycheck, living life not on your terms. And you're just, you really don't have a, a strong foothold on your life. And just know this, guys, if you do. It's going to take work on your part. This is not get rich quick. This is not like overnight success. This is going to take a lot of work on your part. So you, I'm going to do my part, but you more importantly have to do yours. So if, if you choose to do that, hit me up on Instagram. It's I do a barber. I'm going to get out of here. It's been your man. I do it signing out. And uh, yeah, a holla.